0: Now I want to dig a little bit deeper into your hijab, niqab journey. How did you start the hijab and then how did that transform to you becoming a niqabi? It
1: was like a big moment for me because I was like, so I'm fearing the, the creation, which is a virus. Mm. And for out of fear of that creation, I'm ready to cover my face. But out of love and fear, like a healthy fear of my creator, I'm not ready to do it. And when you started writing professionally,
0: what were some of the challenges that you faced? Were there like any <clears throat>
1: incidents that happened? And then he was like, "No, you you'll never be able to become a good writer." No way. <laughs> he said on that in one now, class. I now mean, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, girl, I never wanted to become an influencer, content <laughs> creator. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just like something I don't know. It's like it's it happened t- accidentally. Too yeah, <laughs> like people love riding horses, but most of them uh, they don't know they don't know that it's sunnah.
0: Hello and welcome to the bigger picture podcast. Today's guest is the definition of breaking stereotypes. She's a horseback archer. She's a content creator. She's an entrepreneur. She's so much more. And I'm so excited to hear her story. Hello, Amina. Welcome to the bigger picture podcast. How are you?
1: I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. This is I'm so excited to be here. Alhamdulillah.
0: Thank you so much for coming. So basically, me and Amina, we go way back. We've been Instagram friends for a couple of years yeah, now. Yeah,
1: exactly. Alhamdulillah. Yeah,
0: always like talking online and, you know, hyping each other up. Like and I was both actually of us-
1: following you for like a... A really long time, even before we connected. So oh, we go yeah. way back. <laughs>
0: basically, yeah, we would like always comment on each other's pictures yeah, and everything. Exactly. So it's been really nice. And I've seen how you've grown your page as well. And I'm so proud of it. So inspired. <laughs> so basically, to start off, can you tell us what have you been up to recently? And
1: how is like the content creation journey going right now? Um, it's it's going well. It's exciting. Um, I feel like sometimes there's like a bit of pressure to you know because like once your following starts to grow further yeah. and further you have this um like you start setting standards for yourself before it was like all casual and i mean and sometimes then i start to think that no i need to make it casual it doesn't okay. always have to be like always hd or you know yeah um but yeah Alhamdulillah, it's going well um and then yeah i mean i'm working through it
0: Okay, that's good. So basically, you're not just uh, a content creator, you're studying as well, you're working, you're freelancing, you have your business. So, how do you manage everything together?
1: Oh my god! How is god. that going for I you? I get that so, like, I get this question all the time. And <laughs> honestly, I don't know how, how I do it because I feel like I don't even do it well. It's no, honestly, so you're doing chaotic. A good job. And um, I mean, I I really want to like, take a step back and slow it down because I feel mm-hmm. like for the past, ever since I started my photography business, because before this heart starting thing happened, I was basically um, like basically working as a freelance photographer, and also a full time student. So just managing yeah. those two things together was so overwhelming for me. And then when horse riding came in, it was like an escape. But yes. obviously, it was another added. Thing. It was like your hobby as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. started off with that. yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm like I manage my time well in the sense that if like the, the whole horse riding thing usually happens at like five a.m. six a.m. Yes. So it doesn't like get in the schedule, but. Um, it looks very glamorous from the outside, mm. but the reality is kind of it's. It gets really overwhelming for me. Like sometimes yeah. I just want to, like, not do anything because I have like studies and then there's assignments and there's like, for the freelancing thing you have to manage clients, like yes. the editing, like the long hours, and then for horse riding as well and then managing the page, and then the business that I just I don't started. Know how <laughs> Dude, do you, it's you like have my like, brain is like
0: yeah? So uh, do you have like your family or someone to support you with all of this? Do they help you or, or yeah? It's a like one man show.
1: <laughs> I think like the major part of it is obviously one man show. Yeah. But I have my mom and dad with me at home, so like they like, um they help me out. I like I don't have to do like a lot of house chores or anything. Okay. So that's yeah, that's good. like a big support. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm kind of pushing through it. Okay, that's great. Maybe not in the best way possible, but she's trying.
0: I mean, you're trying really hard (laughs) and I can tell that that's what I wanted to ask you. How are you managing? Because I see from what I see, I see a very like nice and organized content (laughs) and all of that. And how was the support from your family when you started growing your page and like from the content creation side as well?
1: They were actually very, very supportive. Alhamdulillah. Is my, so my mom and dad have been the biggest support for me, and if it wasn't for their support, I never would have gotten the confidence. Actually, it was my mom who, uh, like, pushed me to fo- post my first video ever. No way! Like, for, That's like so a cool. horse riding video. Because before my account. Um, Turned into like a horse riding thing. Yeah. It was a photography page. And I had like yes. 2K followers or something. And I used to post like photos, um, landscapes, whatever. But then um, I made a video. It was like my, I think my fourth class. Yeah. Like training uh, for horse riding. My mom was like, you know, like you should probably post this. Uh, so that people get inspired that you know you can actually ride with the abaya and it's not something exactly. that's you know yes um because you don't really see it that often mm. um so yeah but and then it just like so slowly slowly with time it went to 5k and then you know like, oh my god yeah from there on it just, <laughs> it just escalated
0: mashallah it's like i think i was just checking before i got here you're about to reach three hundred thousand yeah, on oh instagram which it's, is huge
1: and i sometimes like the number is so overwhelming like right? imagine it's like They're all people.
0: Yeah, like imagine all of those people in a room. Like, that's how I think about it. Sometimes, as
1: content creators, we tend to, like, it just becomes a number for us. Like, even the likes and everything. But if you actually think about it, it's like actual people, you know? Yeah,
0: and then you think what a big achievement that is when you imagine the numbers. And it's also so,
1: um, it's kind of scary. Like, you have access to so many people. Right? And it's like a big response. Be like, everything I'm seeing, it can have a huge impact. And people are actually, because it's, people really look up to me. And that's yeah. so scary to me because I mean, I feel like I don't like,
0: I know, you, I can you. Like, I'm not
1: worthy for this. Like, don't look up to me.
0: It can be but overwhelming for sure. Yes. It seriously is. Yes. And when you started riding professionally, what were some of the challenges that you faced? Were there like any <clears throat> incidents that happened or how was that like? Um,
1: yeah, I have a little of tea. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> Give me all the tea. Exactly. <laughs> um, but um, I would say Alhamdulillah, being in the UAE, it was a very supportive environment. Mm. Um, and in my head, before starting, I thought that it would be a bit of a hassle to start the Abaya on the horse. Yeah. Um, but actually, how things turned out, it that was not the case. Definitely, it's not something you see that often. But since sure. it's the the Alhamdulillah, it's it's a Muslim country, and it's so ex- yeah, abaya it's, itself is so accepted and everything. So it wasn't something that the cl- the where I was training, they were like, no, you can't wear. it. Instead, so they exactly. were like, yeah, you can wear it. That's good. Um, and then you, I realized that we have these like mental barriers, and we have these assumptions that oh, just because I wear this, I can't do that. Sometimes you just have to go out there and like and give it a it. shot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like things might actually work out. So the but. But I would say, Alhamdulillah, I I did have like a very supportive instructor who really uh, never like, he never even commented on my abaya, and that's the first thing I liked because I want to be treated normally, you know, like yeah. you don't have to make me feel like I'm special because like she's wearing all this. Exactly. Just treat me like all the other students. Yeah. But uh, this one class, I accidentally booked with this other trainer. Okay and um he was he was like really really rude to me oh he was like weirded um, out or something yeah like that. He, he had this like you know that inner bias that you have mm. and like that prejudice yeah so he just i had like he was being really off and then um i think i yeah he was basically suddenly he was like why do you have to? Because basically we were having a little bit of an argument. Because you know okay. how you use the whip on the horse, and I yeah. have this like thing that I don't want to use it because I'm like because you don't want to hurt them. Yeah, I yeah. have like my own thing, and the other instructor was like, "Cool, like she's yeah. you know she's she's too soft <laughs> to use this stuff." So he he was he was already a bit of like um uh, like we had a thing going on, um and then suddenly he was like, "Why do you have to wear this on the horse?" And then I was like, "Cause I was like." It doesn't matter. Yeah. And then he was like, no. Like if you want to be a professional writer, you have to, you know. He was like, yo, you can just like wear, you know, a long, um, Log- a sleeve long sleeve shirt, shirt and like yeah. long pants. But then I was like, I mean. I respect if someone wants to wear that, but I want to wear this. And exactly. It's your card- choice. Yeah. And why do you have to comment on what I wear? Exactly. And then he was like, no, you you'll never be able to become a good writer. No way. Send <laughs> on him in one. Now class. I mean,
0: girl. <laughs> Send him a screenshot of your page. Exactly. Be like, I made
1: it. <laughs> he actually follows me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't follow him back though.
0: <laughs> Very good. But
1: I, I actually started, I remember because I'm like a soft person. If someone yeah. if, especially if a man kind of puts pressure on you like that, I mm. mean it, it gets a bit like fighting up and like standing up for yourself it gets overwhelming that's true i actually started shaking and i was getting tears i'm sensitive oh God, <laughs> this happened once oh my, like in one class it was just that one class and oh then after that i was like never again because i just don't want to i want to leave the stable hmm. i was to give him like a huge speech i was like islamically like i can you're wear whatever you want yeah and you know you're not supposed to comment on what i wear and um this is like a very accepted form of like riding attire like I was in the mm-hmm. past I was like in the past people used to like literally fight wars wearing this stuff and exactly. more Exactly. So it's not like this is not possible just because it's not something common so it's mm. okay.
0: i think yeah you were the one of the first writers i saw on an abaya as well because i don't follow professional writers a lot but after you posted and then you would repost other people i got to know it's more common and even my mom she's like wow how is she doing it (laughs) so like what's the story you know is there like a special kind of abaya that
1: you use or how is that like yeah i um so this is also like a whole story of how i got into it i um I didn't ride for like basically I was a rider when I was young it was like Mm. when I was 10 or whatever because obviously I was like basically horse obsessed since I was a kid Um, it's in the genes literally (laughs) okay are your parents into that as well Um, I mean no I mean like yeah my mom is she wasn't into like she probably like didn't get the opportunity to ride but she was always she loved horses and everything okay so yeah, basically, after I grew up, I really wanted to ride, but then I was like, like "How am I gonna wear the abaya? Because it's the abaya that we wear. The it's circum- like a dress, like yeah, and it's a dress, it's and one. the circumference is so small that exactly. you know it's gonna get scrunched mm. up, and then it's gonna show my legs, and then yeah, I can just wear point? a long shirt instead of wearing an abaya. Exactly. So I just thought it could never work out, then. but I used to like think about what if I like make a special skirt that could maybe you know cover me, but it was just, like yeah. all too much. So randomly, I think I saw this abaya at noon. That had like this cut which I actually got a year ago yeah, I just found it pretty and then when I suddenly um, went up like basically what happened was I uh, used to walk back home from the university mm. uh, I mean from uni I used to take the Metro and then from the Metro I used to walk home. okay so the stable used to come on the way oh, and this horse right yeah this horse riding dream was like something I thought that now it's just like not possible so I should just like let it go yeah and then suddenly um, I started to realize that, no, I should, like, even if I'm not riding the horse, it doesn't matter. Exactly. I should still go to the stable and still spend time with him because my love isn't, like, I don't love horse riding. I love horses, yes. right? So that's how I think Allah put it in my heart. that You know, I it made me go back to reconnect with my inner yeah. child. And you could like,
0: you know, you followed your passion and I exactly, love that. Exactly,
1: yeah. So then one day I just like went up to them and they're like, yes, yeah, so like Abaya's fine. And then when I was oh, brainstorming, wow. I realized that, oh, I have this one Abaya that's actually so wide, so it's going to flow around me. So then I basically, um, I just went to, <laughs> I wore that a bike and it worked perfectly. Alhamdulillah. Wow. Okay. Good. And then from there, I, I obviously kind of like realized, oh, okay, so then minor adjustments mm-hmm. and like how to like make it really like equestrian friendly so yes. that it's safe Um, and you know, like what length and like all the details.
0: Okay. That's cool. And uh, so basically doing all mm-hmm. your horse riding content as well, that's like a very different niche that you have. So for example, if I'm, I'm basically a food content creator, so the, perks that I get are going out for tastings, getting paid collaborations like that. So in the horse riding community, what does that look
1: like? Like, can you monetize your content?
0: Do you get to go on trips or anything like that?
1: Yeah, uh, there are a few benefits. Like I visited Italy a few few months ago. Actually, that was last year in May. And um, I was going to ride at a place, of course, and I was ready to pay. But obviously it was quite expensive. I was like, whatever. But when they saw my page, they were like, for free. And I was like, oh, my God, no way. (laughs) That is so cool. It's always so exciting in the beginning, right? Exactly. So, um, yeah, those are like little perks that you do get. Definitely. Hmm. And touching back on what you said earlier about you're not seeing a lot of women who do this. And then when I shared stuff, you realize, oh, there are actually, I would say that the reason behind, like the main reason behind why I even started posting and allowed this to grow so much because mm. I never wanted to become an influencer, influencer. Like, qu- like, a content creator. It was just <laughs> yeah. like something, I don't know, it's like... It's it happened just, accidentally. <laughs> yeah. But the reason why I did it was because the... There's no representation for equestrian, abaya, clad, or like niqabi yes. especially niqabi clad women. Yes, Hijab still, it's getting more yeah, common. Yeah, exactly. so even in the sports world in general, mm. that's where this kind of thing came from because there's no representation and that's why when i started it i had no one to look up to and no one to see and be like oh so if she's like get support from because you know yes. if you feel like you're the only one that it gets it's, it's it's so hard so then i found some women on instagram from egypt from saudi arabia and mm-hmm. from um like a few few women like I, I would i could literally count them on my fingers okay so who- you built your community to support yeah. each other and I, I started watching their videos and I was like wow if they can do it I, yeah mm. and then like I now I'm like actually friends with those women as well which is so nice and amazing. like the this equestrian abaya I don't know what what, what yeah, word is like, for this it's a this. very different niche yeah. by the way that's exactly. the thing. Yeah. It's, it's a it's, unique it's a very small community but yeah. alhamdulillah like, I feel like it's starting to grow more and more now because like women and girls send me photos of themselves on the horse like oh wearing God, all of this that's and so it's cute. so wholesome and they're like we got inspired by you and like we start we you know, we're following our dream now. I'm yeah. like, oh my God. Even for me,
0: after looking at your videos, I'm like, I need to enroll myself and <laughs> go for these horse riding classes. Hasn't happened yet, but I'm very, Inshallah very inspired. I and your I feel like it good,
1: Because like, you know, if you inspire someone to, you know, do good and yeah. stuff, like it's, and especially it's a sunnah, so. Hmm? That's, that's like a really whole, nice way of thinking as well. Yeah, and I feel like this is Dawah, but without actually saying anything. It's like, it's like in, through actions, mm. you know, like someone just, you're not saying anything, but you're still making a statement.
0: Yeah, that's so nice. I never would have thought from that perspective but i love that (laughs) that's the
1: whole concept behind my page to kind of promote the whole sunnah because it's it's a very like people love riding horses but most of them uh, they don't know they don't know that it's sunnah Uh, even archery and like all these sports so that's why i'm always like posting (laughs) hadiths in my caption yeah (laughs) and what are some of the
0: pros and cons of like having a page and doing content creation and everything in your
1: Way like um, what would you say? I think it's it's all mental to be honest. Because sometimes mm. I feel like if I go somewhere to ride, they're like, oh, she has like X amount of followers. So she like, how is she like? I feel like I will get judged. Because if oh. if you're just like a like an ordinary rider, even if yeah. you ride in a bad way, or let's say if I'm they're not gonna judge. Yeah. Or let's say um I really inshallah plan to compete internationally, hopefully as well in oh horseback God, archery competitions. Wait. That's so cool. So before like if I didn't have any following, I would have been like. I'm just another participant. Yeah. But now I'm like, people will be like, oh, so she's like, she acts all fancy on Instagram. <laughs> How is she in real life? You know? Yeah. Like, it's like, there's more pressure. Uh, I know yeah. it's just like a mental thing people probably don't it's care. It's all in here, by the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's going to be very chill when you go. Yeah, so I think it's just that. But other than that, Alhamdulillah, I've, I like the, this like whole page thing because, because of that, I've, built such a nice community and i've gotten to get to know such like strong empowering beautiful women like horse riders that's amazing and we have like a little community and it's, it's so wholesome
0: and about your content like do you have a videographer because i've seen the videos are very <laughs> hd very professional <laughs> iphone baby <laughs>
1: no way i it's, mean like not all of them but like yeah. some of them i can tell it's like very yeah, uh DSLR, cinematic basically yeah, yeah.
0: and do you have people to help you do that yes or? uh
1: and that is also one of the perks that like when you and I don't really like it because, I mean, it's like a weird thing. But when you have obviously more followers and a lot of photographers yeah. would like to collaborate with you. So and I also and since I am in the photography field, so I have photographer friends as well. Yes, so, that's true. Yeah, some of my videos have been filmed by really good photographers. And one of my like most of my viral videos have been filmed by this really, really like amazing photographer from Turkey who's he's also a good friend now. Oh, he comes all the way. Yeah, he's <gasps> come a so few cool. times. He's he's an equine photographer, like videographer. Photographer. He is so talented. Like oh. most of the videos that went viral are because of him. Yeah, it's like a whole um, industry. Like there's yeah. specific photographers and videographers for this. Yeah. that's so cool. And um, I don't know if you know Mahima. I probably. I think I've seen her on your stories. Yes, yeah, she's also a photographer. So she like she made one for me. And then I have another friend, Lou. She's also a horse rider. She's also a really good videographer. So she's the main one for me. But then usually most of my videos are actually filmed from... iPhone. Yeah, my iPhone. I love <laughs> And that. I got the good one because I was like... I you need got that. the 15? No, no. I, I got think... the 14 Pro oh, okay. last year. And I was like, because I need that crisp quality.
0: Yeah, a lot of people are saying, by the way, 14, it's 4 so and 15. Good. There's not much difference. Yeah, exactly. So you're good. Yeah, from like, 13 you don't need an to 14 was like a yeah, good
1: job. For sure. For sure. Yeah.
0: And now I want to dig a little bit deeper into your hijab, niqab journey. How <laughs> did you start the hijab? Job, and then how did that transform to you becoming a Niqabi? Oh my
1: god, I love this question. <laughs> <laughs> Brother asked a very good question. I'm so sorry I had to say that. <laughs> Dr. Zakir Naik. <laughs> <Yeah>, shout out. <laughs> okay, love so, that. So um, my, Alhamdulillah, I grew up in a very Islamically oriented family, which is a huge blessing, yeah. Alhamdulillah. Um, my, mom's was, my mom was a Niqabi, so that was something that I saw ever since i was born basically it was like the norm for me Mm. but um i was i didn't wear the naqab up until like a few years ago which is i started in 2021 uh so i'm not like getting emotional it's just i was laughing so okay i thought i'm like wow this story story. (laughs) no this story is gonna be very emotional guys trigger warning (laughs) trigger warning (laughs) okay no so i started the hijab ever since i was like like i don't know 11 12 whenever you start the hijab yeah um and it was um it wasn't something that I had. I mean, we were never forced into it. Yeah. But since I choice. had... Yeah, I was the youngest sibling. So I saw all my sisters do it. I saw, like, mm. It's like something you just... You know you have to do. Yeah. And you're completely okay with it. In fact, I was like mm. always excited to do it because I wanted to grow up faster. Yeah. So I wanted to wear it even That's before nice. I had to wear it. <laughs> okay. You were
0: even uh, like because your sisters were wearing it you were inspired by them yeah as well. yeah
1: it was like something that you know oh my god i even felt cool oh my god now i'm a hijabi <laughs> yeah i'm cool now don't I'm talk to of, me
0: i'm in the gang now
1: <laughs> i'm holier than now <laughs> just kidding so no it's not, like that. it's not like that that was just like a kid mindset <laughs> but um yes yeah, so i i don't know my hijab journey has been like the same because hmm. i uh, when i started the hijab i started the abaya directly again because of the it's it's the norm Family for you thing. okay and then you, and since we always had like religious discussions and everything. So like I had a good grasp of the hijab and I did it with my heart. Okay. And never had like doubts about it and everything. But yeah, the naqab is been like, it's been like a roller coaster kind of thing. Okay. It was, um, since I saw my mom and I, I knew in my head that this is like a goal. And I knew that, you know, I'm supposed to reach this goal. But then it was, reaching that goal was a really big, uh, mm, really yeah. hard
0: step. Especially in like this time right now you yeah
1: know? exactly when it's not that common and then you mm, you yeah. have all these fears that okay if i start the naqab then i'm not going to be able to do this that exactly and it's like there's so many like there's there's so much and i remember i was in school i think when i was in the ninth and tenth grade i had this like thing that i want to start and then i was like okay i'll wait, a f- I'll wait for a few years yeah. and then i would reach af- like after those few years i'd be like okay oh, like further down the okay. line like i was like you know <laughs> You would it. keep pushing it yeah because mm. you're like no like if i start now and like people in school would think what an idiot. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, and like you'll get judged and everything, yeah? Yeah. And then when I was in A-levels, I was like, yeah, I want to start. But then I was like, okay, I want to... Because at that time, I, I was planning to study medicine. Yeah. So I was going to go to Army Medical College, which is in Pakistan. And that university does not allow Nakab. Like it's banned there. What? I don't even know, man. It's twenty twenty three, how <laughs> Girl, can you? Exactly? do I don't Yeah. Know. If people aren't allowed to like Yeah, and it's Pakistan, like, yeah, it's a Muslim. It's country. wild, right? Whoa, I, don't even I did know. not know that. Yeah. But basically it's not allowed there. So I was like, so if I start now and then if I yeah. go there and it's not allowed, I have to take it off there, then it's gonna cause like discrepancy and then Exactly it's gonna you be want weird. it to be a smooth. Yeah, process. once I start, I start. <clears throat> yeah. But then um, after that, I think then COVID happened, mm. and uh, like I feel like COVID was a huge blessing in disguise for a lot of people, and for me Honestly, as well. Yeah. Like I now I've come to the point where if you get excess time, it's actually a blessing from Allah. Yeah,
0: because time They're is sure. a gift. Because
1: we're always like in such a like we're always doing things. We don't get time to like actually take a step back and like you know take everything in. Everybody's in a rush all the yeah, time. Yeah, you're always yeah. doing so many things. So in uh, during COVID, I actually got to reconnect with. Myself as a person And also as a Muslim And like really work on My relationship with Allah And I feel like at that time My iman was like the highest
0: Wow okay because you were Spending a lot of time at home And like you yeah, had time my, to Exactly Educate yourself and it a was basically
1: bit. like And uh, after universe I mean after high school I took a gap year Okay So it was also a gap year So I wasn't studying or anything It was okay. just like It was completely free Okay So during that time I basically started to Really um I started to read the Sira Like in detail So that basically made me fallen like love with islam and uh, prophet muhammad sallallahu like i learning about his life that like made me realize that we don't actually know him yes and since we don't know him we say yeah we love allah and we we love the prophet but we actually don't because we we're not like how can you love someone if you don't know them yes so um, after i actually studied this year like that I and mean, even like right now i've just scratched like at that time i scratched the surface and that already m- made me And you wanted to know more, yeah, right? Exactly. So, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about how I felt, but basically, Mm -hmm. it was a really like a big wake-up call for me as a Muslim and as a person. And then it kind of like reset my priorities in my mind. And at that time, everyone basically started to wear the mask, yeah. Yes. So suddenly, I remember I was like reciting the Quran one day, um, and it just randomly hit me. So I'm I'm already wearing a mask. So I'm technically already oh, a Oh, Interesting. And, but it's just, I'm not a naqabi because in my head, I'm like, I'm not a naqabi. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and then I was like, so it was like a big moment for me because I was like, so I'm fearing the, the creation, which is a virus. Hmm. And for out of fear of that creation, I'm ready to cover my face. But out of love and fear, like a healthy fear of my creator, I'm not ready to do it.
0: Wow, so I, love I was that. Like, that, that really gets so, you thinking.
1: Yeah. And then I was like, like, what if this is like a minor form of shirk? Because you're not, Mm because, you know, like, I I don't know if this is a hadith. I don't want to, like, quote something wrong, but I think it is. I don't know. But uh, I read something like, um, like, that shirk can creep up into your heart. Like, there's like this analogy that if it's like, it's a dark night and there's like a black stone and there's a black ant. So it can creep into your heart like that. Like, sometimes you can't even tell it's shirk, but it actually is like on on a minor, minor level. So it just kind of hit me that, you know. If I'm um, wearing the mask, why not just yeah, wear the niqab? Exactly. And like, I was like, it's not that big. And, and I was like, okay, let's see. Let's say that even if I have to go to that university where they don't allow it. Yes. Now, since m- the mask is so commonly you accepted, can just wear that. I'll just be wearing that and like mm. purpose served. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to close my eyes and jump in the deep end. And I'm going to start because... And, 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 I, and I always feel like if, you, if your Iman is high and you want to do something good, just do it right away. Because then if you don't, then like Shaitan is going to be like like yeah af- you're like,
0: gonna sort of like deviate from yeah, the path
1: like exactly and uh before that i w- had been like praying during the hijab and stuff like that you know for allah to guide me yeah and that's like one of the main advices i give to girls when they ask me that they want to start the hijab yeah that then was the
0: my next question like yeah. <laughs> what would you say to someone
1: who's still thinking
0: about it like what would be your words of motivation for them to start
1: yeah i my like i always say this to girls that you need to wake up for the hajj and pray for guidance because Mm. like when we pray to Allah for something we're like he might give it to us if it's best for us and he might not if it's not good for us yeah but the dua for guidance that's like 100% always gonna be accepted because there's no way guidance is not good for you (laughs) and I've witnessed this firsthand. every time I pray for guidance during the hajj, literally within a few days you get a sign or something I get a sign and like you get that like you feel it It's obviously it's being accepted and obviously it's the hajj. so and like don't stop thinking about it so if you want to uh, move forward in your hijab journey wherever you are like do not step th- stop thinking about it and, like keep trying to push yourself yeah and i heard this um lecture by mufti Menk on this topic and he he gave this really good advice he was like wherever you're standing stay there so don't look back example if you're at okay. a stage where let's say you're you're not even a hijab but you're wearing loose clothes yeah so just stay there, stay don't, there. don't take yeah. a step back and just keep looking forward at your goal. Because if you take even one step back, then Shaitan's going to make that 20 steps back. Yeah. So one step true. forward is one step forward. But one step back is never one step back. It always like, like exponentially goes back. Yeah,
0: exactly. And this is, I think, advice for people as well. That number one uh number one thing is never like force yourself into something let yourself grow into that and even for like families that pressurize their daughters to start the hijab and all of that this happens yeah even so even now it happens it's like 2024 i think not even i feel like that causes
1: rebellion and i i mean if you want to do something especially with this hijab and everything you shouldn't force that as uh, as an action Hmm. you should instead go back to the root so and that's what worked for me. Like for so many years I wanted yes. to do it but I couldn't do it because I feel like my relationship with Allah was not that strong enough. So if you want you your to child to do that. it or even if you wanna do it yourself, go to the root and then work on your relationship with Allah. Once you build that, like it'll just all just like work out on their on its own
0: yeah and that's the thing islam is a very simple religion people have overcomplicated yeah, it very for no holistic, reason, holistic right? like it's very practical yeah. and all of that and you know uh, now i just remembered the thing that you said about the mask i was thinking when covid happened and we had to wear masks paris used to literally ban the niqab i was and like, then when covid happened everybody was wearing yeah. the mask and literally looked like you know the
1: niqab they exactly. were forced to do it
0: yeah so it's like god's own yeah. way of you and know I feel showing like that
1: actually reduced the stigma yeah. around because I went I to Italy so, now yes. and I was actually nervous that oh I'm like a Nakabi and mm. this was my first time in like a hardcore European country because I had visited Georgia before but that's like a that's Muslim not country like, no Georgia, Georgia oh I thought Jordan okay, yeah no, I meant like uh, that but that's Western Eastern Europe so Eastern Europe so geography yeah. is so bad <laughs> <laughs> but like Italy is like a hardcore you know I mean yeah. I don't know you always have this like apprehensions of how it's going to be like but because of the naqab i feel like people didn't even look at me weird i had like zero bad experiences no although i went to like rome venice Florence, i went like to a lot of oh, places mashallah.
0: i'm so glad you and didn't like, have
1: any issues a lot of the locals were actually smiling at me i was like oh my god see so you don't <laughs> hate me <laughs> how do you like, keep
0: yourself like you know positive
1: with everything um like what's your mindset like um i feel like it's it's knowing that what you're like at least whatever i'm doing is right in the sense that i get a lot of comments as well where people are like you know kind of throwing hate or whatever but it never gets to me okay that's good um because i know that whatever like you know in my heart i look i know what i'm doing is right and i'm I'm trying to be better and um yeah because i get a lot of comments where like oh like you're not supposed to ride horses how do you deal with
0: that by the way how do you deal with the hate like do you reply or do you ignore what's your (laughs) process i take screenshots
1: and i post (laughs) on my close friends
0: (laughs) And I troll them in private. Oh my god. You should troll them publicly, by the way. That's not right. <laughs> I need to maintain like
1: a... like
0: a, Oh, you like know, that nice she, she persona. girl.
1: Yeah, <laughs> on my clothes, I'm like... <laughs> this is a real one. <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, but that's... This is actually one of the main concerns that I have, which I try to address, but I'm kind of confused how to like really address it. Hmm. Is that I get so many messages from girls saying that is horse riding haram? Or like, does it like damage us as a like a, from like a fertility perspective yeah and i have to send them paragraphs that no like that's not the case like, that's basically like a myth i think yeah it's a myth yeah. um and then they're like no but like our our husband or like our fathers or like our parents are like forbidding us and then i, I actually didn't know people think like that they really this is the do. first time i'm hearing about this and every time i post questions on my story i get every time i get questions about this So yeah, then I had to like really, I try to explain this as much as I can, but I always get comments. Every time a video goes viral, I get comments like she's going to hell or like um, (laughs) she's, she's not going to (laughs) be whatever. i I'm just like, first of all, why are you worried about this? Literally,
0: that's your problem. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) People on Instagram are concerned for no reason. Like it's like they don't, like they're just
1: monsters typing behind a screen. And they have this such like weird religious reason. They're like, so if you're sitting, because basically they're like you as a woman, you can only sit on a horse if you put both of your legs to one side. And if you're sitting oh. as like a normal human being, apparently it's Haram or whatever, which oh my like God. there's no basis to That's this. So crazy. it's it's all cultural. <laughs> yeah. and then they're like, because this resembles a man. so and in Riding Islam, a horse, uh, yeah, sitting like that. Yeah. and then in Islam <laughs> resembling a man is not allowed. So this is why it's Haram. I mean, mm, the they have their isn't own. Weird. yeah, it's like, I, I don't know. anyways, like as far as I know, I've done like a lot of research on this. Yeah, this is just cultural. it's this has like no religious basis. And I mean, women at the time, um in the Islamic history, and that's actually how I got the... That is, this was my main motivation me, behind starting horse riding, wearing yeah. all of this. Because when, I, like I told you, I was reading the Sira and everything, yeah. Mm. So I got so inspired by the women uh, at the time of Prophet Muhammad, sallam, and how they were uh, doing so many things while wearing all of this. Like, for them, this was not a limitation. Like, and yes. and they were, like, this... Like, the current um, thing that I'm doing, This this isn't even, like the optimal like the you know what they They used to do more yeah they were like i mean i I exactly don't know how they did it but obviously they they were at their like the perfect perfect form of hijab which is like naqab everything in the islamic history they're like we have these women that girls don't even know about yeah and they're so like empowering and all that. so empowering and you and that's um i feel like with girls now young girls we don't have um we don't the reason why we don't see like we see hijab and all of this as a limitation is because we don't know our own history exactly we see like this other tainted form of history that makes us believe that this is a limitation if we were to actually tell our kids that you know that women like Islam has such strong beautiful women who did all of this while wearing this, people exactly. like girls will actually start to love the hijab. Because the main reason why even I didn't start the niqab is because in my head it was a limitation. And,
0: and for now all it's of, not. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> and I would say that even if in some cases it is, there are always ways to work around it. And still and and you have to like think about your main purpose. So is my main purpose the dunya or the akhirah So even if let's say I am experiencing um, a setback because of it, in the bigger picture it's it's a step forward for me
0: and um that's really good because that's your whole message that's your whole goal with your page as well to empower women and i love like everything that you said i think a lot of people are going to get inspired by that yeah and the next thing i wanted to talk to you about was your entrepreneur journey you started your abaya line which is so cool it's like an equestrian
1: abaya like what do you call it exactly i call it the modest equestrian <laughs> okay cool so um <clears throat> that's been alhamdulillah it's been a journey and that i that started that was something i never even imagined myself doing yeah but once i like i blew up on instagram that way i started getting an influx of comments and messages of girls saying where do you like what are you wearing like how and people were so confused and i get that because even when i started wearing i had no idea what to wear exactly it's like a gap in the market i think that's what you saw that's a huge and i've talked about this before but i feel like um the the whole hijab concept is is really accepted now alhamdulillah in the world and even yes. the sports community but it's a specific type of hijab so in like the nike ads or like yes. the official ads you'll the, the hijab is there but it's uh so like hij- like a lot of women are on this hijab journey it's like a spectrum so it's just like for one part of that spectrum okay it's not and for I've, everyone it's not for everyone mm-hmm. and that leaves women who are at the other side of the spectrum where you know who are wearing let's say women who are wearing the niqab and everything we feel like, um, not represented. And we feel like, oh, so we have to comply to that part of the hijab to be able to um, participate in sports. Mm. So this is like my whole Muslim women empowerment um, agenda, you could say, is to make women understand that you don't have to comply to a certain type of hijab to feel like, Oh, now we can pursue sports. Yes, it can uh,
0: be in any kind. Yeah, and as long as yeah. Islam
1: permits it, I'm not saying mm. <laughs> go for certain sports that are you know not yeah. like outside, like whatever is within the circle of Islam. Yes, you should definitely go for it. So the that's that was the like the, the thought behind the brand. Okay. To make to make modesty accessible for Muslim women who are into horse riding, and I like inshallah I plan to grow it into like other sports as well. But let's see how it goes. That, that, um, that's really nice. But yeah, because I feel like, again, that's a gap in the market. If you go on Google and you search horse riding, like modest wear, like abaya, you don't really get anything. And Mm -hmm. it's also confusing. And you'll, you'll just see like random blog posts, but then you're just like, what am I supposed to wear? Exactly. So I wanted something that makes women feel like, like if we're doing the hijab or abaya or naqab or whatever, we don't have to give up on our dreams.
0: That's amazing. And are you getting a good response? Like, are people purchasing it from around the world? Yeah,
1: I I feel like most of my clients have been uh, from, like, around the world. Like, I get messages from Indonesia, Malaysia, UK, South Africa, USA, Europe, even France. And I was like, wow, mashallah. That's amazing. I love that. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. it's going well. um, But I would say that since I'm doing way too many things at once, Mm. it gets a bit... Too much for me to handle so inshallah i'm waiting that once i graduate which i am inshallah in a few months it'll be a bit easier for me okay. to really and, it just, just and then you can now. focus
0: on it as well yeah so
1: since we mentioned graduation
0: you are studying psychology which is so interesting to me so can you tell <clears> me <throat> how has that affected your life like studying psychology does that affect the way you think about things maybe the way you analyze people analyze your own behavior like what's the thought process
1: now uh, i think you're always self-diagnosing yourself <laughs> i, <laughs> I definitely, definitely have adhd
0: that's that's <laughs> what i see on tiktok like psychologists yeah, are exactly. saying that
1: I feel like in every class I'm like, yeah, I definitely have this disorder. <laughs> I don't, do it. but uh, I feel like it's I I went into this field because I loved it so much. Exactly. Yeah. But it's it's really helped me get better. Like shape... it has shaped me like as a mentally person. Mentally get better. Mentally get better and like in general, like my perspective on life because I feel like we were too stringent or like too narrow-minded mm. about how we process other people and how we see other people. So it has really changed the way I look at other people. How I how a judge or like, I feel like I, I get angry less now because um, now I understand why if someone's acting that way, why? I, 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 might, yeah, I, might I was still just going to say that as well. Yeah. yeah. I might still feel bad, but now you, like, I really understand that. Okay. So where they're coming from or it's like, it helps me. It has helped me establish boundaries. That's mm-hmm. like, I think one of the main things that I, we all struggle struggle with establishing sure. healthy boundaries and realizing that you know like that's the them problem it's not a me yeah, problem. and
0: sometimes you need to say no in life like you can't yeah. always be a yes and person Like
1: even like emotionally sometimes you need to realize that whatever they're making me feel it's it's coming from them so it's not yes. like because we feel that we we tend to take it upon ourselves and start feeling guilty or whatever in like different situations Sure. so yeah. that yeah but alhamdulillah like studying has psychology has really helped me understand people better and this is just like the surface of course i'm just yeah
0: i'm sure like there's so much more that you've learned is this something you want to do professionally in the future or you want to focus on your horseback this
1: is like a bit of a stuff yeah i'm still still testing the waters but i really see myself going into equine assisted therapy so like horse assisted therapy Oh, that's so cool. I didn't didn't even know that was a thing. I know, same. I've done
0: camel therapy, like hugging camels. I was in UAE in a camel farm. It was really cool. Basically, it's basically
1: animal-assisted therapy. That's like the branch. And in that, there's like equine-assisted therapy. Wow. So I see myself kind of maybe going there because I love horses so much and I really want... Best of both worlds. <laughs> exactly, like combining, you know. That's what I did with horseback archery. I love archery, I love horses, let's just combine it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And how was that journey, like the horseback archery? Like Because horseback riding is challenging on its own, you know, cantering and all of that. But doing the archery while you're on the horse because you're hands-free. Yeah, exactly. How did that go about? Did you like have any incidents where you fell off the horse, something like that?
1: Um. So horseback archie was like a beautiful it was a sport i didn't even know existed which is so sad this is like i feel like this is also one of my agendas <laughs> for my page i'm trying to like promote this sport because yes. it's a very niche sport it's a very underrated sport and um so i after i finished learning horse, i mean i didn't finish learning horse I after i felt like i was comfortable enough i had a friend who is a professional horseback archer okay. um and she's she's in pakistan and she even competed internationally and stuff. She's a hijabi, and like seeing her, I was like, oh my God, I need to you do You can this. do it. Yeah. <laughs> so then she told me that there's this place in Umm al Queen, And that's the only place in the UAE, by the way. No which way. Which is insane. So like, it's this is a very rare sport. It's a very niche sport. Oh. So I signed up there for like this ground archery course. And then, um, then i would be sorry on the horse. And I feel like, alhamdulillah, for me, a lot of people they, they they've been writing for years like three years four years but they feel like they're not ready to start horseback archery and i had just been doing it for seven months and i was like let's go yeah that's and I good think that one of the main things is not because i was like a good writer or whatever it's it's fear that's that's like a concept that i try to explain mm. when people are learning that you, you fear to really, take it out yeah, throw it away, <laughs> and fear really holds you back. So it's because this is like a scary sport, of course. Like imagine yeah. you're on a horse. Oh, my worst nightmare. And you're not like, even the holding. The horse is gonna come
0: on me or and something, it, and, and I'm like gonna it teaches you break my much, bones.
1: So much about life that sometimes it's okay to not control things. Just exactly. like trust just let Allah, it go. and you know, let it let mm. it flow, and just focus on your goal. And this is one of the things that my trainer, um, I have a really good trainer. Alhamdulillah. Oh my god, I need to give him a shout out. <laughs> he has been like the biggest support. He's like. MashaAllah, MashaAllah! like he he made me fall in love with horseback archery even more because he, he in his classes we he always like gives an islamic holistic perspective okay. and
0: like a yeah the, so the relation with islam and all yeah of
1: that. like he tells you me tells us hadiths and like his and even his way of teaching so it's like i'm the sort of person if you start yelling at me i'm just gonna be like i'm out i right? yeah. get stressed out he, he never yells at you he's like alhamdulillah like, yeah very okay. calm i'm so Good. blessed if it wasn't for him i don't know if i would have like progress is fast in the sport mm. so yeah this the, there's this thing that my like my head head coach and he's turkish he says that this is like tawakkul so um you have to give your best and you have to shoot while the horse is running but don't think if it like hit the target or something focus on the next target so it's okay. like it has taught me a lot about life it's such a what do you call, what's the word? Like juxtaposition? I don't know if that's the word. Basically, combining completely two opposite things together. Comp- opposite things in nature. Okay. So horse riding is such an adrenaline rushing sport. You're like on the horse, the horse like flying and you know, it's an exciting sport. It gets your yes. blood rushing. But archery is like such a, I'm going to slow down, meditate. It's like a Zen sport, you know? Yeah. So combining two completely opposite things, it's it's so poetic. Yeah, and it's, it's, like it's like art. It's like a perfect combination. Yeah. And it, and, and it really challenges your brain because and it challenges challenges your brain in the sense where as people, we always want to control things and you know, yes, um, feel safe. But in this, you have to trust the horse and trust the trust the process exactly, and just let go. So basically, like your your lower body is in that adrenaline rush thing, like, and the upper the horse, one is like focused. Body, and you have to slow oh, and uh, like you have cool. to you know, like look at the target and like you focus on it so much that it grows. I don't know like that. Basically, you go into this meditative state and then mm. you shoot.
0: I'm inspired to start archery, horseback riding, everything, because oh, this sounds gonna amazing. She's going to take over
1: the world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, the second section of the podcast is we're going to play a game of We're Not Really Strangers. This is something oh I'm God. doing only in this season. Uh, before okay. this, we used to do like a rapid fire. Ouch. So this is a section where we are, we're we're going to ask each other questions. Okay, so the first question I will ask, and basically it's about me. So okay. what subject do you think I thrived in at school? Or did I fail in any, Uni like your perspective, school.
1: school? I was gonna say journalism, but I was like, nah, that's not <laughs> school. Because you look like a journalist, but per- I mean, you are. So you look like- <laughs> that was so dumb. Um, oh my god, be computer? No, no, English. You must have been good in English. Yes, I was. Yeah, because nice. journalist. Oh, okay, you know. here you go. This is for you. Okay, so I ask you this. Yeah. yeah. Do I look kind? Explain
0: yes you do like especially the way you talk that's the thing we haven't met a lot of times but i just get that vibe even like talking with you online i would get that really nice kind vibe so yeah for sure i love you love you too okay now the second one the second level is connection okay. do you think the image you have of yourself matches the image people see you as oh my god i always ask this
1: like i ask people this Okay, so I have to say this about you, yeah? Um, No, so this is about you. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like when people see me, probably because of the naqab, they think I'm like very serious, intense. Like I'm giving the death stare. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Should I yeah. just like squint my eyes? The eyes are, you c- yeah. the, eyes are the only thing you can and see. People say I look very unapproachable. Like okay. once I'm not talking, if they just mm. like see me. Yeah. And then even my online persona, everyone thinks I'm just like really this like serious, focused person. But when they see me, I'm like, they're like, oh, she's yes. just like, psych. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm kind of like, you know, um, not as not serious. That serious. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Exactly. Like That's
0: the vibe you give to me. This is for you. The level two. Okay. What
1: lesson took you the longest to unlearn? Oh, wow. That's deep. That's This game is a very deep game. <laughs> that hit me. Oh, my God. What lesson
0: took me the longest to unlearn? I think just things about control. You know, there's only so much that you can control and sometimes you need to let go. That goes life. back to
1: the horseback archery thing.
0: Literally. Yeah, because I relate to that as well. Sometimes you think that you want to control everything, you want to fix everything. But if you have that strong belief and you know that whatever is going to happen, it's for the best. It's going to make your life so much easier. So yeah, this was, game, this was good. And now the last session is my favorite one. It's okay. called the Bigger Picture Challenge. Ooh. I don't know if you've seen it but you're gonna get 60 seconds to draw a picture i'm gonna say something and then you have to draw it in like oh 60 my god seconds. i was but an artist <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you do you do you i do paint? art okay perfect add that to the list <laughs> oh yeah oh my god. The, list keeps, the list keeps getting longer <laughs> Just gets long. okay here you go okay uh something that you would put on your 2024 vision board it can be any category okay can i have can i see the picture yes, maybe i'll try sir. to guess okay something in your vision board so could it could that be like having your own house or focusing on your family or that's the vibe i'm getting that you can tell I, me what you I have in mind i would
1: say like a safe space okay just in a happy i am in a happy place but um like you know like moving forward in life because right now i'm this i'm in this like transition phase when it's like done with uni yes it's a very and overwhelming time yeah so like i see myself inshallah this time next year like whatever just be like being in a in a happy place because it has like clouds there's a there's a little <laughs> it's like a painting. sunshine yeah it's like Dude. you know like a uh, stable safe space okay i love that but yeah even like with the business horse riding everything just like i want and I, right now since i've been in this like survival mode like for so long like doing so many things so i just mm. want to slow life yes okay so slow, i just need to slow zen, down yeah
0: positive exactly. okay positive to energy Take for step back
1: and slow down
0: perfect i love this conversation and i hope like everyone who listens to this conversation uh, conversation gets motivated to achieve their dreams and Challah. girls Honestly, hijab, niqab, nothing is a barrier. You can exactly. do anything you want in life and Amina is living proof. Do follow her on Instagram, Amina <laughs> Shifa. She has some amazing horse riding content. And yeah, you're definitely going to love it. Lots of what? <laughs> Lots of nishids in the background. Oh yeah, nishids in the background
1: oh, as yeah, well. Oh yeah, actually wait, that's something Yeah, I want to talk about as well. That one of the main reasons why a lot of, like I think my account really blew up. Was one, of course, because I was clad in, you know, yeah. wearing all of this. But um, people really liked the fact that it was just nasheeds, because like there's like not using songs and stuff. Yeah, because in Islam you're not supposed to you know Mm. like listen to music and stuff, right? So people really liked, and that's actually one of the reasons why I did, because I was like. You know, I feel like if I use if I use a song, then you know, like there's whole there's this whole thing. Like if someone listens to it, you're gonna get sick. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Et cetera. And then if it goes viral, then that yeah, means more. Yeah. Like so many, like yes. millions of
1: views. And Alhamdulillah, I didn't use songs because I've gotten like so many millions of views. And imagine like everyone listening to it because yeah. of me. It just like, adds up, you know. That's true. So yeah, that's it's amazing. And, uh, yeah, that's why I feel relaxed when I think about my Instagram. That it's it, there's like nasheeds, and there's like so many pretty nasheeds, and it kind of goes with the vibe, you know, like yeah there's some amazing ones on (laughs) spotify as well they have like
0: playlists and all of that that's amazing so thank you so much for listening don't forget to like this video comment down what your favorite part was subscribe to the channel and i'll catch you on the next one